Hello. 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 I'm doing great. I was just vocally complaining about my bad trim. I should not have done this. <laughs> so, but I'm doing great. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to talk about this book. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We have all slightly Is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Way funnier when the books are bad. Oh, absolutely. It's oh, yeah, Catch-22. I mean, what can I say about this book other than, like, it's a well-composed drama that follows a cohesive three-act structure what? with <laughs> characters. Um, yeah, we're and talking a really about... Uh, and a really interesting take on the whole, like, dating a vampire thing. Yeah, so it... Uh, uh, should we should we begin with uh, the the story of it? Oh, yeah. I am not gonna lead this one because I didn't read all of the book. Harry, <laughs> Harry, my boy. All right, Harry, so my boy. A tight, uh, named Hesha, and he's got a, a little immortal girlfriend, and they find the eye of Hazamel in a, in an old antique shop. Then they try to figure out that eye of Hazamel. And really, what? did I read the wrong book? <laughs> the, the eye of they never find the eye, though. It's not the they, eye of is, is it the eye of Hasmo? No, or maybe it's another Cypher. artifact I'm thinking of. They, uh, there is an eye, there is there an is an eye, oh, yeah. There's an eye yeah. it's a bead, there, it's a bead that's part of an old statue. Yeah. I did is, get that far. There, there are more beads, but I, I will get to yes. that when we get to there because the second bead, I have no idea how that appeared in his possession. In my defense, brain tired is fine. No, <laughs> no that's that's fair. A, the crow, a like, crow what, and his son collaborated to make it impossible for me to oh, uh, bastards wake up at a reasonable hour. Um, Fair enough. But it, it, it kind of starts in media rest, right? With her uh, shackled mm. to the desk and yeah. ready to face the morning sun because she's... It okay. has an interesting use of the bit where it's like 8 a.m. New York, 12th of July. And and then it's like, should this woman shackled to an old uh, desk and stuff? And then the next part of the chapter is like... A month in the past, she's attending to this same desk and like yeah, rubbing yeah. it down and like painting it and, and shit because she works in antiques and her name is Elizabeth. We yes. should tell you her name. Liz. Yes, Elizabeth. Yeah. And uh, she she works for a very fancy uh, company who sells antiques and they they deal with all sorts of high end customers, high end antiques, and she has uh, a particular love for this desk. 
that is not expensive it's not important in any historical it's way it's just wood, a nice right? old desk yeah, yeah it's it's like described as a nice desk yeah, like yeah. a nice piece but, yeah. but it's not anything anyone would pay a it's lot of like money some, to have you know george the third from the colonial era yeah, or something like that but yeah. you know this this game have any of you read salem's lot by stephen king no you should it's a great vampire book um it's, it's legitimately very good and yeah, it's um, better than this one <laughs> I would say yes, but it's uh, it's it's but that's not to say that this book is bad because Salem's Lot's just fantastic. But there's a but like the antique shop, the whole thing is the vampire is using being an antique dealer as his disguise to get mm-hmm. into the city, and that's all that's all I could think of when reading this. Oh yeah, was yeah. Salem's Lot and the antique dealer infiltration. Yeah, I mean. I imagine that Hesher was conceived after Stephen King. Yes. That, right? Oh, well, yeah, he's, he's so a mid nineties, probably... early, yeah. uh, late nineties, even character, I believe. Like he yeah, is one of the, uh, he's one of the, um, never remember what that word is. The, uh, signature characters, uh, in oh, the yeah, revised yeah, like edition. The... Like if you look in revised, the third edition rule book, he is the person that is representing followers of set. He's the guy with the snake yeah. tattoo on his head. He's got this bald head with a, yeah. a cool snake tattoo. Yep. Um, he looks way cooler in the uh, revised edition art than he does in this book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but but yeah. as someone who doesn't know a lot about the clan uh, and the uh, Setite history, the followers of Set as a cult, uh, this was very interesting to me. It didn't reveal a great lot, but it gave it a lot of flavor, which was cool. Um and like snakes and shit, it's nice. But yeah, he's an antique dealer and he comes into this antique place. Yeah, so he takes an interest in her because she has this. She's got a bachelor's and she's working on another bachelor's, I think, or even she's working on a dissertation. But she she has this brilliant mind for connecting the dots when it comes to antiques and archaeology and things like that. She's a little bit of everything, I think, and um, he wants her to analyze this little statuette he's got which has does it have the bead in it it has one eye in it right mm-hmm. it's got one eye yeah, in it, yeah but it's missing two others one yeah. of them which we know is well I, I assume i wasn't quite sure but i think one of them is supposed to be the gemstone that the tremere was fiddling around with in the previous book in the yeah in the gangrel yeah, book the there gangrel, was yeah. he was doing like a ritual on it last time yeah so i think that's for I, this one i assumed that was yeah. the connection and then later i think when he goes to um uh does he go to bangladesh yes um yeah bangladesh. He, he like one of the tremere mentions that it's probably in a tremere or no he yeah. does a ritual and he's like oh tremere probably has it yeah Something like that. Because and he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll, get we'll get to that later. Because there is something about the red bead that I was like, what? When I read about the when I read through the book, I might have missed it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she figures out immediately a whole bunch of stuff about it, and that the eye can be screwed in and screwed out. And uh, she tries to get the other eye, which was apparently dug up by some archaeologist carriage. Uh, she gets in contact with him, and carriage gets super pissed about it and gets really hostile. Turns out that Carriage is a little bit of a pet project of Hesha's. Of course, we don't get to know that until much later. He's super paranoid about vampires. He knows they exist. And uh, that's basically how she gets dragged into all of this. Um, on Hesha's side, we also get to follow how he's experiencing the 
uh, effects and the night of the attack on Atlanta, the art museum. Mm -hmm. So we follow him, like trying to get in touch with Vagel, speaking to Victoria Ash. We all get to know what they were talking about because they cut. Oh my God. I was so disappointed in that. Wait, I've got a, I've got notes here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see. It it. was like a a mystery about what had Hesher and what had uh, Victoria talked about together. Literally nothing, nothing, (laughs) nothing of interest. They were like, Hello, who's this? Who's this? No, who's this? Looks like a lot of people have my number. It's like, you called, okay. <laughs> you called me. So it's How basically what happened in between the two Bruja in the first book, but with uh, Hesha. Oh, and, and, yeah, uh, it was yeah. like set up to be this big uh, thing. It was but just, no, they just yeah. said, hey. Dumbest so, fucking is, thing. Is Vagel um, there? And she's like, no, he's, no, he's off getting murdered. So yeah. I was, so um justice for vagal yeah. so hesha is like balancing this while also getting to know elizabeth and he's immediately coming to the conclusion that vagal is dead as well as his whole retinue and he's got his his uh, assistant who is not a ghoul called thompson uh who's very upset about this his driver and uh immediately hesha's like how am i going to replace vagal and he starts looking at elizabeth right as like the replacement of a vagal who is this art uh i was gonna say criti- critic but he's not an art critic he's an he's a antique dealer restorer person who works with that stuff yeah. that i don't have the vocabulary for but he's good at that stuff an antique yeah an antique dealer yeah yeah exactly. exactly right yeah um so he- we already see that hesha puts up this front as being a super nice dude um rich mysterious he's an old client of elizabeth's uh, firm that she's working for uh, but he's actually cold and calculating and yeah. not very emotional. That's one thing I actually liked about how they did Hesha is mm-hmm. it's so easy to make like the, you know, have the vampire romance be like, my dark secret, I'm a yeah, vampire, yeah, yeah. you know? Like, we've seen that a million times. It's a dumb thing. Yeah, there, there's even With Hesha, a... his dark secret is not that he's a vampire. It's that he's an asshole. Yeah. That's <laughs> his secret. Can I quote here? Oh, yeah. this, this is from page 144. I even, I, oh. I, I bookmarked it. Uh, oh, what wow. are you? She whispered. Hesha paused. He licked his lips and his hands tightened involuntarily over hers. Deathless. This is literally Twilight, <laughs> except he's not Yeah, smart. no, it's... It's, uh, uh, it's a lot before Twilight. Or sexy. Yeah. But yeah, I agree that Hesha is always... Like, it's very hard to read his emotions throughout the entire book. Like, we never get to go inside Hesha's head in terms mm. of emotions. Always just his planning. He's a very methodical guy. He... He uh, always has a plan and a backup plan and a backup plan for that. He's got very yeah. loyal assistants, the ASP, which is apparently, well, we'll get to that later. Uh, Rob um, Thompson, Rob Thompson, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Which is Ron, Ron Thompson. Ron, Ron Thompson, thank you. Yeah. As well as some doctor in Alaska and a bunch of other people who works for him. Yeah, he's got a lot of retainers working for him. He's basically got this operation set up so yeah. that he can find antiques. Like, that's his one true passion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but eventually, I don't recall why they decide to leave New York. Because it's in New York this is going on, right? And he has a oh. house in Baltimore. So, uh, I think the reason that they decide to leave New York is because after Elizabeth has a date, and Hesha stands her up for three hours. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll let you protect me from this creepy Ketteridge guy. Oh, right, the, right, right. That's, yeah, uh, that's and, and then he's like, oh, there's there's other people. And she's like, oh, the underground mafia? And he's like, 
Sure. Sure. Let's go to my my country estate cottage thing yeah. where you'll be safe. Oh yeah, he kind of buys out her contract from the uh, from the firm, that, right? Yeah. yeah. He rents her basically in indefinite mm. time. We just say that this is a lot of red flags. Like <laughs> yes, a lot of red flags Please that come she to entirely my house. ignores. <laughs> This guy is just a pile of red flags yeah. under Bring the all your clothes, all your belongings. Tell no one where you're going. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's like, okay. We're going to the middle of the forest. Yeah. And it's, okay, so that's that's the one bit that I feel we should address because obviously he's manipulating her. Mm -hmm. Obviously he has, uh, probably is using vampire powers like presence mm -hmm. or whatever. Like he's, he's controlling, manipulating people. Yeah. Uh, to make them do what he wants, um, and and a lot of the time she's like a three-hour wait on a date. I guess I'll. Uh, that's fine. He's not trying to fob mm, me but off. But the or dessert was so good, though. Man. He's so he's so handsome. Uh, <laughs> uh, for the record, he's something he that got me too. He's way. not there. There is. N I have never met anybody who. Well, maybe I have, but because I, I don't know whatever would do. But like honestly. There is no circumstance in which I'm waiting like three hours for someone. If they're, I'm a generous person. Free dinner. If they're Free dinner. Late, he pays for her dinner. I would say. It, yeah, like three hours. I wouldn't a, go on a second date. I'd eat the food. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, mm. the, so it, he's he's manipulating people. Obviously, like she ignores all the red flags where mm -hmm. he's like. Uh, yeah, I have this dark, mysterious past. Don't worry about it. Um, it it's, and it's not that she's ignoring the red flags, because I think she's a little bit iffy about it. But then her friend, who is the niece of the owner of the firm, is like, you should totally date him. Oh, um, yeah. She, so, she's, so she's like, like okay. You should date him so that we can get more money. Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Like, He's got huge tracts of land. You should totally <laughs> get together with him um now go put your dollar in the monty python reference jar yeah, sorry about yeah. that <laughs> but yeah it's uh there's a whole bunch of circumstance circumstances that kind of make her go okay fine i'll do it um yeah and um at the end he's like there's one bit later on where he's like i don't like to use supernatural ways of manipulating people and it's like that's bullshit yeah like yeah. he's he's such an asshole i love him yeah Hesha, Hesha follows the path of Typhon. Like, he's super duper religious around sets and the whole thing, like the path. So, he's he's all about manipulating. Like, he doesn't even care about mortals. Like, that's something, uh, if you want to go into the meta about it, Hesha, there is nothing in the path of Typhon about treating mortals as equals. So, literally, when he at one point drains a woman completely and discards her body in an alley, that's much later, of course, that wouldn't even register to him. So, that's the kind of person that he is uh, in terms of how much he cares about people. And this is important because a lot of times Elizabeth goes like, oh, he actually does care about me. No, never. He never cares it's, about it. It's always described as him putting on an act, though. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he, he's yeah. always like, I tried to avoid her gaze in a way that would imply that I'm just yeah. uh, not looking at her and not trying to avoid her. Like, he's very super specific about how he uh, composes himself and yeah. uses his body language and words in very, very 
manipulative specific ways to get yeah. what he wants out of people it's very cool yeah and unlike all of leopold's internal dialogues or monologues Ugh. something actually happens and they're fairly short in this book so yeah. already much better than the, than the torador book i'm really glad we didn't get to see leo yeah oh we did we did did For we very oh. oh well maybe you have i i might have skipped that it's bit. a very very brief little moment in the in the last part of the book Half an hour ago, I had a hundred pages still to read. <laughs> Ooh! So I was like, "Skip to the end." Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm a bit iffy on the ending. I, I th I'm gonna get into the last part of the book because that's where I feel it completely falls apart. This book, but well, mm -hmm. not completely. That's rude. But well, not even true. But it, it definitely peters peters out for me. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but they go to this this like really super secure house mm -hmm. to escape the the um, uh, Sabat trying to tear up the east, the east coast yeah, yeah. of of um, the U.S. Uh, meanwhile, Elizabeth works for Hesher, like restoring paintings, that mm -hmm. sort of thing, doing her job, mm -hmm. uh, and like trying to flirt with him, and he's like having none of it, <laughs> um, and slowly she um subconsciously and it's described in a way where we're not sure whether she's truly getting the full picture of exactly what's happening or whether she's just like intuiting it or mm -hmm. like uh reacting in weird ways or or like i don't know secretly a spy or something that's like one of the things that went through my head which mm -hmm. was in interesting um but she starts to pick up on like the ways different uh, retainers of Hesher treat her and she starts to be afraid of one of them and twist like from there twigs on a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. yeah, yeah and uh without admitting to herself slowly and this so this is the bit I didn't understand and was also one of the most uh interesting part of the parts of the book is when she sleepwalks like is that supernatural or is she just like like is subconsciously attracted to Hesh's secret I, vampire self. It, it it's never fully explained, um, but she does do stuff in the book that has correlations to stuff that happens in the time of Thin Bloods. That source book about like prophetic visions, and um, we can outright say that the Week of Nightmares, the whole um, Zabathazura, the antediluvian of the Ravnos waking up and causing a fuss. That is a uh, that happens during this book, um, mm -hmm. and the period leading up to that had um, psychically. How do you say that? Psychically, Psy psychically, psychically sensitive individuals would start having visions, prophetic visions about it. Uh, would start having trans states where they would write about it. So she's apparently a psychic to some degree. Um, she has prophetic dreams several times, I believe, in the book, and she sleepwalks, of course, which leads to her eventually finding Hesha's body. Am I skipping ahead too much now? Because I don't I, I feel like a lot of the part when they're in Hesha's house, not a lot happens. It felt like playing for time. Yeah. It was like very much like, buffering. They um, were they were stretching out the the bit where she figures out mm, yeah. the uh he's a vampire and there's a lot of iffy iffy stuff yeah um and like 
and he's tempted to drain her by the beast. Oh yeah, yeah. The beast reacts in weird ways around yeah, her. He yeah. is intrigued by this one person in ways he doesn't understand. Yeah. Um uh but yeah i feel like that's like the next important part after yeah. he kidnaps her she she sleepwalks yeah. into the place he's sleeping during the day which is full of they... snakes oh yeah there's snakes everywhere yeah literally uh, everywhere yep. mm-hmm. and copperheads? um yeah sorry i don't copperhead snakes yeah is i think copperheads mostly yeah. yeah i don't know anything yeah. about copperheads no. they are uh, venomous they live in the northeast yeah uh mainly well, in the south but there's some around here yeah they're just, pretty snakes. There's a... Just don't want to touch them. No, they're they're very they're nasty. Uh, most of the people working for Hesha know not to go into his uh, his t- tomb when he's sleeping. He has this uh, ancient ancient Egypt themed tomb where he sleeps. But she goes in. She manages to un- because she gets Vagel's room right. She inherits all of his stuff. Um, Vagel, by the way, we should probably point out is not the child of Hesha. Although you would not. Like you would be led to believe that there's a relationship there. He's just his protege, basically. Uh, but she gets Vegel's room. She sleepwalks into Hesh's room. She gets snakes all over herself, like as they they slither around her uh, neck and wrists and stuff. And uh, Thompson, who's we've missed this part, of course. He's considering getting embraced by Hesha. He's been given the offer. Yeah, um, yeah. Hesha offers and is like. Yeah, you don't really know as much as you think you know about yeah. this, uh, but the offer's there, and like, if you wanna, <laughs> you wanna graduate, then yeah. So Thompson is also like a secondary protagonist of Azord in this mm. book, I'd say, because yeah. he also undergoes like a character development. Because initially he's like, yeah, I want to do it, and um, his first task is to become like a big brother to Elizabeth, like kind of go with the family angle. Hesh basically tells him to do that. Uh, and he starts getting really fond of Elizabeth. So when he sees her in Hesh's room, crying over his dead body in her sleep, surrounded by poisonous copperheads, it's like, oh no, and runs in to save her, gets bit a bunch of times, uh, but she has no memory of this, I think. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, she just has the sort of uh, metaphorical dream that represents that those events. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She also meets the Asp, which is two people. Um, mm. Hesh has hired one, assassins. One of whom she is afraid yeah. of. Yeah. And who she started to twig was weird. Yeah. And then when, like, the twins swapped out, she was like, oh, that guy's normal again. Yeah, yeah. That's strange. Yeah, so she was, she was getting and the one of them was a really one. bad cook, which I think is funny. Yeah, it was great. It's like, yeah, we're having sandwiches today with tuna. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's like, I'm making you an omelette. Like, um, so... I think it was good writing all throughout the book. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't think there was anything wrong with the quality of writing and the storytelling. I I do, however, think that maybe the author would have needed another 100 pages, maybe, to flesh out the book. I don't know. Maybe 100 less would be perfect for me. Yes, in terms of how much of the story is actually relevant to the story, I I would Mm. agree that 100 less pages... um, Because around page 160, this is a 270-page pocketbook, they go like, we're going to go to Bangladesh, uh, because that's where the power is coming from uh, that's powering the eye. Hesha wants the eye of Hazimel. Like you were talking about, uh, Harry. Hesha wanted it. Vagel went to get it. Vagel lost it and died. So Hesha's like, where's the eye? But we never get to know why he wants the eye. 
And off to Bangladesh. Yeah, off to Bangladesh, I guess. Um, and of course, he's got friends over there as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really weird scene in a coffee shop where uh, he's like gathering information. And f uh, fortunately, the entire Bangladesh thing is truncated into I'm getting information. We're learning interesting things about what is going on. We meet a Tremere, we meet a Nosferatu. Mm -hmm. um, and we meet another uh, setite, and then um, and then they go home. Yeah, because the Tremere dies after saying, "There's weird magic power coming from this place to the eye, which is still in Atlanta, as far as I know." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's not um, in New York, um, except it is a little bit. Atlanta, later. a place famously not New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's uh, what well, I. It's America. It's pretty much the same place, right? Yeah, of course. It's not like there's 2,000 miles between them. Uh, I know. Um, yeah. But... Uh, the entirety of my country. <laughs> <laughs> Let Brilliant. me just... Um, there we go. So, yeah, he, he, he gets acquainted with the locals. Uh, Elizabeth has to go to a shit ton of dinners with him where he meets a bunch of his contacts. Um, and they also go to the Elysium to meet a whole bunch of vampires that once again ultimately don't matter because they'll all yep. die this is something the series loves to do yeah. is just they all pile die. on the vampires and then, and then murder the all of them and apparently there was only a single Nosferatu in all of Bangladesh who would survive this onslaught this mysterious killing of everyone um and I that think, struck yeah. me as odd because of all the people to survive any onslaught, the Nosferatu seem like the most likely because yeah. they fuck off. And I, I feel like, or... yeah, I feel like th again, this is the part of the book where I feel like it's really starting to fall apart. Like I yeah. believe the author was fed a whole bunch of details that yeah, she wasn't like, didn't have a full preview of information to, and had to work with what she had. Um, so there, like, there was a little bit of court intrigue with the Ventru ruling over Bangladesh, and there was, of course, the weird Banu Hakim assassin baby, which is oh, either yeah. described as a young girl or as a toddler or as an infant. Which um, is hilarious. Yeah, which Hesha breaks the neck off and she just waddles away with her neck dangling on the side. It's gross and weird. What? Oh, I missed that oh, bit, because wow. I saw the assassination where Hesha's like, why is this Tremere being bitten? Why is yeah. he dying? Where are all these teeth marks and, and, and coming so from? So many. I, I think this is one of the problems I have with this book is that it's often very hard to follow what's happening. If we go to mm. the Gangrel book, when there's combat scenes and stuff like that, I had no trouble following the chain of events. In this book, a lot of times I was like, this prose is alluding to stuff that's happening. I don't actually follow right now. It might be mm -hmm. that I wasn't spending a whole lot of time on every page because I was reading it yesterday. Because you yep. know how would it how would it be? It'd be like that sometimes. We both do know that. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> it do be like that. Mm -hmm. But but I, I felt like this author is very good at writing internal monologues, um, descriptive scenes uh, for longer scenes. Kathleen Ryan. Yes, but yeah. when it she's comes... a really good writer. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. the first bit of this book that I read, yeah. I was like, oh wow, everything makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there's a coherent story. I see where people are going and where they came from. And, you know, I'm interested in what might happen next. This is weird. <laughs> Why couldn't yeah. everyone else do this? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, I really do enjoy, like you talked about the whole, the dating of a vampire. Like, 
it's just like with the Gangrel book, having a mortal to, to bounce off of with a vampire makes for better storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It felt a little bit Dracula. Yeah. In the absolutely. beginning. It was absolutely. like Hesher was the, the Dracula yeah. stereotype with his like uh, machinations. And then Elizabeth got trapped in that web. Yeah. And it was very cool. It was yeah. a cool introduction to yeah. the two of them. Um, yeah. But then they meet Khalil Ravana, Ravnos. Yep. And uh, he's like, I missed this bit. Yeah, so, yeah you're gonna have to mm. fill me in properly on exactly. So, so, so eventually, uh, Hesha runs into Khalil Ravana, who is a Ravnos, who has some information about the Eye of Hazimel. Now, shit is happening right now in India and pretty much all over the world, which not enough shit is happening, in my opinion, because a whole lot more shit, because the Week of Nightmare is happening, uh, where all the Ravnos are going batshit insane and trying to kill each other. Their chemistry discipline goes nuts. Um, there's war in, in between the uh, Kuejin or the Wan Kuei and, uh, and the Indian Ravnos. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a very big event and vampire mm -hmm. storytelling. But... It manifests in there's being a lot of fights in Bangladesh, random fights. And uh, they, Khalil is like, I will show you how to find the eye uh, and leads them into this underground tomb. Apparently in the middle of Bangladesh, I, it was hard to follow. It's an underwater tomb uh, filled with dead bodies that are rotting. Never fully explored why they're there. Um, yep. And then earthquake and Khalil goes crazy beast on wanting to kill uh, Elizabeth, but Hesha defends her and stakes Khalil. And then when things just kind of starts petering out or going back to normal, because, you know, you have the... He, he goes nuts when I think Sapatasura is, is destroyed, basically. Um, so then he goes back to normal after they pull out the stake. And he goes, if you bring me to America, this land of milk and honey and amazing gambling, I will help you even more, or that's the favor you will owe me. Uh, so they bring Khalil to America. He says the eye is in Chicago. It's not. It's in upstate New York. Again, this is very, very rapid. It happens over just a few pages. All the while, Elizabeth is more and more like, I don't trust this guy at all. And it kind of comes to its peak when they find the cave that Leopold is in, in upstate New York. There are no signs of the fight that happened in the Gangrel book. Except that the earth is warm at one point and then it's not. I'm, I'm sorry if I sound really <laughs> critical here, but the last part no, of the book it, was was not good. Yeah, you're right to be. It's a little yeah. bit flows about weird. Yeah, weird. and they find they find this underground cave. Elizabeth's like, oh, this seems familiar. Well, she also she's also been having a shit ton of visions. Forgot to mention that, but that that's abating. And then she's walking with Thompson. Thompson gets shot in the chest with a stake fired by Kettridge, who thought it was Hesha. And Thompson's like, no, don't bring Hesha here. He's evil. I don't want to be a vampire. Let me die. Uh. And he dies. <laughs> and, uh, and Elizabeth's like, oh, no, he was evil all along. So then she calls in Hesha. Hesha gets staked. Kettridge is like, you should get away from here. Um. God, I'm I'm really incoherent here, but again, I, I no I, no, I, it's because the book so is also the, so is the book. Yeah, they also found this cave thanks to the red bead, the red eye. Now, this is what I was alluding to. How did Hesha get the red bead? Does anyone remember how he got it? 
did he get the Asamite? Because the Asamite killed the Tremere in yeah, but, New York, But, right? there's, but nothing there's nothing no about that, it, as yeah. far as I remember. He just suddenly has the red bead around his wrist. Unless I completely missed it. And I, if I did, I apologize. But that felt Harry, like... Harry, you the only one that could If you missed it, I missed it. Because yeah. I, I was skim reading. Yeah. Like, so I don't know if that's going to be explained. If it is how I think it is, if I, I'm not mistaken, then maybe him getting that is supposed to have been done in another book. And she was told this when she was writing the book, but that book is released later. I don't know. Um, that is possible because she yeah. writes another book. Oh, maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she did. She write yeah. the Ravnos one. Yeah, I think might might have. Um, I have yeah. not heard good things about the Ravnos one, but I'm not sure. Um, but basically, Hesha gets uh, staked, and she goes back to New York, back to her old apartment. Like, oh, he's dead now. It's all good. He got staked, <laughs> even though his eyes were looking at her when he got staked. Um, yep. Then Hesha I've comes to her. Yeah, Hasha comes to her apartments like you took away Thompson from me. I saw everything with my snake eyes. Now you will die uh, because you're a, literally he considers her a test. And I think that's a good theme in the book. Like he's wavering in his faith to set, right? Because mm. he's caring about Elizabeth to some degree. So, sort of, yeah, yeah. Sort of. And he's like, I got to get rid of you. You're bad juju. So he embraces her. And tight and chains her to the desk she was working on, Sleipner that she named it, to face the sun. But in the last minute, someone comes saving her. It's the Ravnos. It's the Ravnos. Yeah. yeah, and that's where it ends. Now I happen to know kind of later what happens between them. I'm not going to talk about that here, though. That's don't don't watch my Hesha video that's coming out. Just saying. Oh, okay, um, okay. I had to do the research, uh, but I again, I think I think the last half of the book. I'm even going to say the last half of the book is. It started to get more and more confusing. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's weird because I I really liked the bit where Ketteridge just turns up and it's like twang, thwack, yeah. thud. Yeah. It's like Ron got staked, yeah. but he ain't a vampire. But he also Whoops. doesn't want to be a vampire anymore. And then, and then he's he, he like, got an out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It it was nice. His death was kind of nice in that he's yeah. like, I thought I wanted to be a vampire like him and powerful. And then he tried to teach me how to be manipulative. Yeah. And I realized that I fell too much into the role of uh, like trying to manipulate yeah. you and actually formed an actual bond. And I do care about you and don't. He's bad. Yeah. Um. Uh, but then he just sort of dies. And then Hesha gets staked for no reason. Like, I'm assuming all that happened was Hesha ended up with a stick in his chest and was like, i got to play dead for a bit. Yeah, because <laughs> there is a set-type discipline that allows you to remove your heart and store yes, it in, uh, in and a... Yes, and put it in a... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so he did that. Which is, of so course, like... not explained, but if you'd played the game, you'd... No. <laughs> um, it's not available in V5, Um it's not, uh, it honestly is a pretty overpowered ability, and it's very much it, like a plot thing, plot device. There is a similar ability for uh, it's a blood, it's a blood magic ritual. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah to stone. Right. Similar oh, effect, yeah. but not but, as cool because you become emotionless. Yeah, but I agree that Thompson's arc is really nice. I like the part where he falls asleep in sunlight. Like he op like um, I think this is still in Bangladesh. 
Hesha goes to sleep in the same room as Elizabeth after feeding from her. And uh, Thompson's like opening up the the window, looking at the sun, and then he just kind of lies down in the sun and falls asleep in it. I think it's symbolically very... Like, his journey uh, is interesting to follow. But I think as a character, like, yeah, he's an ex-cop. He's into whodunits. Not a very deep character in many regards, but... Well, he's, he he's only got one book to really uh, Fair. elucidate on exactly who and what yeah. he is. So I think they did, uh, did a pretty good job. He's sympathetic, absolutely. Yeah. As as is Elizabeth, mm-hmm. yeah. because I feel like as she's being manipulated, she sort of starts to realize it, um, even subconsciously. Mm-hmm. And then there's throughout the the middle to late part of the book, there's this section where you're like. Or I was thinking, is she allowing herself to be manipulated so she can then like do a double cross later? And, and like she finds out Hesha's secret and it's like, haha, actually yeah. I was the uh the one manipulating you by pretending to be pathetic. <laughs> and that yeah. would be fun, but yeah, it would have been cool. Turns out she's pathetic. No. Yeah. I, I think no, yeah, it's I, I uh, think I think the author didn't want to write the second part of the book. Like maybe yeah. I'm, I'm putting a lot of, uh, maybe I'm overthinking it, but it feels like this is something she was like, oh, this is not what I started writing. Yeah, yeah. The, the author was very clearly more interested in the whole date, dynamics, uh, like yeah. date of date yeah. with a vampire yeah, yeah. part of it, which it, it was good. It was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, but the whole Bangladesh but... part is just like she's t- she's tagged along, dragged along. She plays a very minor role in it. Yeah, um, Elizabeth fades into the background. She's dressed up. She's yeah. uh, just sort of sat there at the table, getting told what to do by Hesha. Yeah. Um, get, she literally gets bored. Yeah. <laughs> and is like, okay, I'm going to have to eat more food now. Yeah. I guess it shows how life with Hesha would be, in a sense. Yes. So that loses its appeal quickly. And then when she sees Thompson die, she goes like, oh, okay, I... Yeah, this is just garbage. I don't want to get in here. Um, but um... it's it's weird though. So I came into this podcast and I was like, "That was a pretty good book." I didn't manage to finish it in time, but that was on me. Um, and you know, the writing was was quality compared to the rest. And then, uh, and especially after following Gangrel, it's it's nice mm-hmm. to yeah. see a little bit of the two connected, and mm-hmm. I can see uh, where this might be going. But then there's that looming specter of the meta plot. Yeah, yep, just there's, ruining everything. They, they even threw in another figure in a New York cave, sitting by their desk, making notes. Every book. Nobody cares about those one? notes. Oh my god! Hang on, hang is on. Is there a like? If I just go to a cave around here, how many vampires am let I going to find? Me, let me like, find that. Let me find that part in the book. Because once you, again, the, uh, the, if oh, you burrow into the bedrock, you'll find, you'll find the dark the printing presses, presses of New York Times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold the on. The complex let, reaches all the yeah. way upstate. Page two hundred and six and two hundred seven. The only reason. Like every time I see those, I go, "Yes, two pages that will go by quickly because <laughs> they're only half pages long." But it's like they another file copy talking about like, "Oh, the Tremere Regent, Hannah, uh, 
let's see here. Report from Calcutta via Cairo. It's like nobody cares. I, I'm yeah. really sorry, but it oh, has. Bit? There's no page 206. There's no context. A it's, subterranean it's like, grotto. Yeah, it's like we're going back from when you're done grotto? with the book and be like, oh, that's what that was. It's like nobody cares. Yeah, yeah it's 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 the is it the same subterranean grotto? It's on a different date at a different time in New York City. And to this me, time... that whole like ooh, read these notes thing. Oh, sorry, you're saying no, no, no. Go oh, on. I was go saying on. this whole read your notes thing is to me like it's almost to me. It seems like it's the only people who would notice that are. The type of insufferable people who can't help but, um, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to call out a few people here. Me? Much love. <laughs> but, like, it's the type of people who pause the movie every five seconds to, like, hey, look how cool that was. Yes, oh, Mark, oh that okay. Was. I, I don't do that. I just do it to To be fair, the... I do that a bit. The film pause. Jane can attest. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of the worst. But I feel like it's just, like... It's it's the type of thing just for, I don't know, shitheads yeah. like okay. me. It's, it's complete sidetrack here. Yeah. I'm so, sorry, sorry no, Chris. No, no, go complete ahead. Complete sidetrack here. I watched Van Helsing <laughs> the other day. And I was told for the longest time that it was complete shit. It was really bad. It wasn't even like a decent vampire flick. It wasn't like a decent B-movie. I've heard the same. And then I saw it. I was like, this is perfect. There is no scenery left. The actors have all eaten it. It's awesome. They just hammed their way up through this beautiful uh, like spectacle of a film. And there's so much cool vampire stuff. And it was like, what was it? What, uh, what? The, early 10 uh, yeah like, i was saying when did it come out like yeah early, early 10s right so so they were was very very proud of all the cg they could do yeah. and they had a big fight and they've got vampires and werewolves transforming into things I, I it's think so the, good i think it had yeah, it's yeah sorry sorry Harry. i was gonna say i mean it, it, van helsing is one of those movies that holds a really special place in my heart just because it is the year you were born <laughs> Excuse you, I was four years old when that came out. Two thousand um, four. So you, they yeah. were very it's not proud a beckoning if I'm not right. <laughs> it was expensive yes. CG. It was a very. It's one of those movies that I I I did a when I back when I did a was when I was did radio. I did a radio show on, like an episode on it, and I, I remember expecting uh, Josh like you to think to for it to be total dog shit. But it's just, it's so dumb. But mm-hmm. it's so, it's dumb. But it knows it's dumb. Yeah, they and it has so much fun it's, with it. It's, it's so tropey, and they really revel in all the weirds. Like, uh, we've got to hunt down Dracula because he has the the, the werewolves, and your brother <laughs> is dead now. And oh my god, it's so good. And the first part, like the first uh, scene to set up the narrative, with it's got. Uh, Dracula, it's got Dr. Frankenstein, yeah. it's got the monster, and all of them, they're all filmed in black and white, and they yeah. do the, the kind of uh, uh, light slits across their eyes, and they all step really close into the camera and go, yes, my evil plan. It's so good! It's genuine. That, that first scene, that the rest good. of the movie has its problems. That first scene, like, legitimately Look, is excellent filmmaking. It, it may it's be a so good, good movie, but it does not have the absolute quality acting of michael myers in shrek 2 which was top grossing film of 2004 
Now that uh, yeah. that sounds about right. Van Helsing. I, actually, I quite enjoyed Shrek. So. Yeah, I like Shrek 2 too as well. It was, it was wow, <laughs> they did three hundred million. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Sp- Spider Man Two was also superior to its. So that was number oh, three man, that year. That was good. I think the, I think superhero movies were on the rise at that time because you got like the Incredibles. Yeah, this was post Blade, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. By yeah. quite a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I believe. So you also had Meet the Fockers that. How did that get seventh highest grossing film? Oh my! I'm going to just close this window. Yeah, close that because you're going to get angry about the shit films. But first question: Is Shrek in World of Darkness? I feel like you should. (laughs) What? Ogres. Um, I Chronicles of Darkness. Chronicles of Darkness. He's in Chronicles (laughs) of Darkness. Uh, He's a changeling. He is a troll. No, he's no, he's a hobgoblin. Hobgoblin creature. No, he's uh, absolutely a troll because he he first, he has the miscolored skin. Fair. He's huge. He's very principled. Fair. Uh, he's loyal. He's uh, he's got a good heart. He eats people. Me, he fits a troll. What's donkey then? Is it red cap? Ah, uh, well, now we're mixing changelings. Uh, Maybe oh, yeah. Donkey's he a very, beast. No, that though trolls cha- uh, red caps. That's all changeling the dreamer. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But if you're talking changeling the lost. Yeah, changeling the dreaming, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Donkey yeah. is a chimera. Ah, yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, of course, because fairy tale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not from a fairy tale. He's just a stupid donkey. Yeah, but he's a talking donkey. He's the not rest a of them stupid are, donkey. Chimeras. <laughs> he's a naive uh, donkey. And what brought me originally yeah, onto yeah. this tangent is the fact that in that film, every two minutes, me and my girlfriend looked at each other and went. Oh, that was really cool. Why didn't we watch this? And like, as people's faces melted and people's oh. skin tore off as they turned into werewolves, it was so cool. good. It's yes, cool. it's. And just... I wish some of that energy brought it, like that vampire energy. Yeah, was... I, th- I think I think vampires were like an all-time low in two thousand four because then Twilight was like in two thousand eight, right? Two thousand eight. Let me look. I think. Because that's when it started going up again. You got like Vampire Diaries. 2008. Like 2008 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like the, the, the rise of superheroes, which of course continued for quite a while. God, and the, the Walker's movie. franchise, which is crucial to early 2000s. Yes. There uh, were three of those, weren't there? Yeah, I think there so. There were three? Oh my God. First of all, over five oh, First of all, first... meet the four... four... You you have a meet fourth movie forkers. right there in the title. Meet the Forkers. But anyway, anyway. hire us Hollywood to do yeah. your names. The Pixar guy makes a million dollars a year, and he came up with Cars. <laughs> Does genuinely make a million dollars a year. Clearly, Toy Story, he says. Clearly, it should be called Behind the Wheels because there's nobody there. But anyway. yeah. that's the real mystery. Yeah. How, how do they? How do they gas themselves? And never mind, <laughs> in cars. Yeah, I, I don't it's think... just a coffee. It's the, the equivalent of a coffee enema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, it's, there's the uncensored version of cars. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, the underworld movies. We got a question from the chat there now. I, I'm, I'm going to come out and say I've only seen the first Underworld movie. I liked it up until the werewolf-vampire hybrid. That was a blue smurf. At that point, I was <laughs> like, I hate this. That I don't want to see I any like more that. of this. And I turn it off. I'm sorry. Okay. That might have been short-sighted of me, but that ruined the entire movie. To be fair, wow. all those movies are dog shit. They can be a bit fun, but they're not like Van Helsing, where Van Helsing is just such a goofy celebration of 
the shittiness of yeah, a lot of vampire exactly. media. I feel like Underworld, everything's so dark, literally dark. Like you can barely see what's going on That's when true. any whenever I mean, there's fighting. Yeah. The Matrix was it released. Will, Matrix yeah. had the same problem. So much darkness in that movie in the beginning. But it, again, I guess it's it helps disguise a lot of the yeah. rather poor CGI. Yeah. Um, um, but I think like um, a lot of movies don't stand up great. Like I was rewatching Interview with a Vampire recently. It's <laughs> not, oh my god! Not as good as I remembered it. Um, gotta say, still okay movie. Um, mm. And you gotta respect what it established and the books at least. Um, but I th yeah, the, the, so yeah. the Underworld films are not good, but they are fun. Yes. Whereas the Blade films progressively get worse, but start incredible, fun yes. and yeah. good and interesting. It's like. At the, oh, at the time it came, I was completely sold on Vampire the Masquerade, and the blood techno at the beginning kind of turned me off. I was like, this the is blood breaking techno? the masquerade. What, where they're like, they where do the, the rave and the model of blood exploding. Yeah, when they're like... What oh, the, comes out of the... Uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the oh, no, that's Springbush. the best scene! No. Yes, it's, it's so really good. Where did they get all that blood? Is it People. diluted? Where else do you get How blood? How did so Primogen? many people No, I, I agree with you that the logistics of it are raise a lot of questions, but it's also do they have like a people tank? Like also, a juice press? Also, full of people? Okay, you know what I really don't like about Blade? What I really could never ever agree to, everyone bitten by a vampire becomes a vampire. That does not make sense. It would never work. Sorry, that 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 is wow. I just I just I just channeled my 16-year-old self right now. It would never work. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well, you tell that to everyone who's written a vampire story. And me and John are going to go enjoy our human no juice sense. press and you can go be sad about it. <laughs> Look, man, I'm just saying, if you want it to make sense, go watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. If... <laughs> I just happen to like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure a lot, so I'm going to let that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> I've just started on uh, a new series, uh, something Diamond Wind? No. Uh, Diamond, uh, you mean the third one? Diamond the third? is Unbreakable. Diamond is Unbreakable. Yeah. No, that's the fourth one, right? The, Stardust the one Crusaders is the third one. No, it's... Um, you mean the fifth one? The Italian... No, yeah, the the new Italy. One. Uh, yeah, the one in Italy. Uh, I don't remember what that one's Something called. Something wind. Yeah, velvet Break, wind. Breaking wind in Italy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, but vampire books. <laughs> yeah, vampire books. Oh yeah, back on that. I think I think we're once again in the in the place where we can't completely shit on this book for two hours. <laughs> so we're kind yeah. of it's... drifting off topic. But it's um, not fine. good enough for us the to praise it for two hours appalling. either. Yeah, the next one is the venture one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh I've, goodness. I've heard very mixed words about it. Like I mentioned him before, but one of my uh, very good friends is a huge fan of John Peter Um But I don't think that might. I don't. I, I don't know about the Vendra book. Uh, uh, I don't even actually know what it's going to be about. Not uh, me either. No idea. Venture. I, I, I read a Sorry. small chunk of the Venture book when I read through the uh, the like completed yeah. works. Oh yeah. That's where <laughs> everything's out of order it. and. You know, it's hard to tell if it was bad or good because I was getting paragraphs of varying quality from different authors every page. Um, but 
Oh my god. I, that sounds so jarring. Yeah. Was it- I thought it was <laughs> I was so you know, now I was gonna say I was gonna try to give my input on what I read, but thinking back on it, I was so confused. <laughs> There's I'm, no way. I'm so sorry about. No, this. it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it was I know, like a trip to like, read. That, 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 that <laughs> must, considering what we've read so far, that must have been a nightmare. <laughs> it was like reading what we read bo- so far, but in making even less sense somehow. Because I mean, so many events take place roughly around the same time in these books. Like, oh, this event takes place an hour in this book after an event in another book an hour. Is that still going to jump? Because that's like... It will jump. That will narratively jump. be so confusing. Yep. Oh. I mean, I guess if you've read all the books, that won't be a problem. But if you're new to them... Uh. Yeah, like, who is... That's the thing. Who is that book for? Because it... If you've read all the books, you probably have either the PDF. You probably have all the books because yeah, yeah. at least my local library doesn't have any of these. Um, so if you have, if you've read all the books, you probably have them. Yeah. And if so, then you wouldn't need all of them out of order, right? Collectors. And, I guess, yeah. but who wants that book? It's like unreadable. <laughs> Look, it was the 90... No, wait. It was the early 2000s. No, 99. Okay. (laughs) Times were different, man. I suppose. (laughs) I wouldn't know. No. Um, I I think, honestly... uh, I I, I think, going back on the topic of this book, it really shines a light on how much of a clusterfuck this whole creative process must have been. Because I, I cannot imagine that the writer was like, oh boy, I can't wait to drop all this thread I've been making uh, with like this semi-romantic plot and just go to Bangladesh for an, having stuff happening in the background that I'm not even going to write about. It, it feels like they were like, you got to cover this as well in your book. And it's easy to sit now 21 years later and be like, oh, why didn't they do that? But I, I think partly like you have a deadline partly poor communication and also is this kind of book uh they pick out the writers and they go here write this yeah uh but i think it's a metaphor for the entire series Mm -hmm. where they're like someone makes the bit that they're really interested in and like good at and uh you know creates an interesting plot and structures it out nicely yeah then let's go to bangladesh yeah, because yeah. Other stuff i'm gonna to i'm gonna i'm gonna have to bring it there again like i do every single uh podcast we do this is the horus heresy it's the same issue <laughs> the same clusterfuck of, oh yeah hey i have an idea i want to write yes but here's what you have to write yeah you gotta include this <laughs> too in the book. time to go to bangladesh <laughs> yeah <laughs> you folks want to know something by the way about the author Ka- uh, Kathleen Ryan. Oh yeah, the, this the is her the first published novel ever. Oh, yeah. oh wow! Well, she's so good. that gives her a whole lot more leeway. I just just now saw that. Like bonus points, then. Yeah, um, oh, yeah this is well yeah, written is... for a first novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, even for a later novel, I would say. Uh, she also wrote one of my favorite books from Werewolf the Apocalypse, Hengi Okai, uh, or rather the Kitsune Changing Breed books. I love the Kitsune. They're my favorite changing breed. They're foxes. They're cool. They don't frenzy. I'm a fan of that. (laughs) (laughs) They're too cool for that. But, um, Uh, but yeah, it's, um, 
what else can we really talk about this? Like, I think the biggest issue I have with, well, I keep saying that, but I think the issue I have with the portrayal of Hesha in this book is that it's he's not evil enough. Um, and I know that's kind of weird to say, but he is a path walker. He walks the path of Typhon, which is a very evil path. Um, usually most paths have like, uh, don't, don't kill humans unnecessarily. Like, okay, we know they're cattle. Just don't indiscriminately kill humans. Some yeah, really monstrous paths to have that. But Pathotyphon, nothing. So humans don't matter shit to a follower of Pathotyphon. They're all about bringing Set back and essentially destroying the world. That's the end goal of the Church of Set. And Set basically killing all the antediluvians and ruling over the ruins. I don't feel like... I was going to say Sesha. Hesha was portrayed that twisted. Like, we could have used... He wasn't particularly evil until... <clears throat> he just decides to replace Vagel. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's Vag just like, whatever. He's a disposable asset. I need someone new. Ron, how about you? Fuck you, Ron. Hesha, you suck. You're evil and I hate you. Vagel was the best. Co but compare Hesha then to someone like uh, Sasha Vikos, who melts a guy's like... face by pressing <laughs> fingers into the skull he's manipulative yeah, but he doesn't so do cool. yeah Vikos is cool I I don't recall if Path of Metamorphosis have anything about like indiscriminate killing I, I guess I guess like the more you learn about Hesha the more you're like he's he's being a like yeah I can see how this is his big challenge his big test from set but even if you read like Becca's Jihad Diary he's uh he he's very maybe i'm just being actually maybe i'm just being picky at this point um okay so you you know a lot more about hesha yeah. than i do um maybe. outside of this book what i can say is that even though he's not like super duper evil he is consistently characterized within the book that's true very true it's fine by me yeah but like i guess if you're going into the meta plot and reading stuff outside of this then uh what 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 does he do in uh beckett's jihad diary i don't uh, remember him being he, mentioned well the thing is he i can tell you the whole reason he wants the eye too because i really don't think that's ever revealed in in um the clan novels hesha mm. uh, deals with uh artifacts uh, and he sells artifacts that he doesn't need he, he's not a collector as much as a scholar. He wants to learn about stuff, basically. So he and Beckett have been running into each other quite a lot of times. They're kind of rivals in that regard. Hmm. And Hesha made his fortune selling Egyptian artifacts, for example, to, to uh, the British Empire and, and, and people from England who were like obsessed about Egyptian stuff in the 1800s. It's um, true, we still are. Kind of still are, yeah. There's weird hang up about that um and he his ultimate goal like he's very um he's not in any of the different subsects of the followers of set because they have a whole like different interpretations of set's will right and they have different temples that they belong to hesha doesn't belong to any temple he's his own dude He's also relatively young. He was embraced in the 1700s, I think, or even the 1600s. Yeah, there's a bit where he's like, um, I don't actually know because the calendar I used isn't the calendar yeah. I use now, yeah. so uh, the dates don't align. No. He's from what used to be known as Nubia. Um, uh, Sudan. 
Yeah. Uh, he, I don't know when that changed for, from Nubia because Nubia sounds way older, like Roman era. I, I'm not great at historical geography, but he he basically, his ambition is to bring about the end of the world through Set. That is literally what he wants to do. Is that re really? Yes. That didn't re exactly come through. No. He's n no. He's not like, ha-ha, then everything will explode. And he's a little bit uh, put out when everything starts going weird in Bangladesh. Yeah. The thing is, the, the Setites don't want the world to get fucked. Sorry for the F-bomb. Until they can fuck the world. Like not it. on my Christian Minecraft server. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a good, that's a good meme. Um, they want to ruin the world. Uh, or... They want to bring about perpetual night and sin and darkness. So, I mean, it's up for interpretation. I guess they don't want to explode the world, but they certainly don't want to do good things for the world. Um, and they also want to destroy all the other antediluvians because Set is supposed to be the original vampire. Their existence is kind of going against their mythos. He wants the eye because one ability that the eye of Hazimel has is that it's able to see the entire lineage of the person that the eye belongs to which is Hazimel. So if you can break the bond to the eye and bind it to yourself, for example, uh, you might be able to perceive your own lineage. And if you could do that, you would be able to see where Set is because they don't know where he is. So that would ease up the whole finding Set. There are also members of the Church of Set who are not actually children of Set, who are not Setites. You can have Ventru, Giovanni, Gangrel. Anyone can join the followers of Set, which is not spoken about a lot in the in these books. Uh, but as, if you join the church, you're a follower of Set, even if you don't have the disciplines you're supposed to have. Which uh, is why they changed the clan in fifth edition. Yeah, yeah, it became the ministry instead. Like much, and much, then they yeah. also added a whole bunch of cult stuff. Yeah, for Set. exactly to, to to just kind of broaden it. Um, mm. But what that means is that if he could bind it to a Ventru follower of Set, that means that they could find the Ventru Antediluvian and destroy him. So that's kind of like uh, Hesh's ultimate goal with the Eye. That's what he wants to do, which is super duper not good guy stuff. Mm. So, again, I think yeah. getting into that would have been a little bit more than this book could have handled, though, to be honest. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, it did not have that higher level of um, uh, plot. This was very, very personal, which mm -hmm. I enjoyed. Yeah, same here. It also did, like, for most of it, I was thinking, when is the the meta plot going to step step <laughs> in and ruin this wonderful interpersonal relationship yeah. developing between all these characters? Uh, and then they went to Bangladesh. <laughs> yeah. I th yeah, it's, it's just that event completely changed the tone. I gotta admit though, Bangladesh part went by much faster than the first part. It was it's very true. much a yes. slow burn. Um, mm -hmm. With her potentially trying to escape the compound and then being led back, her sleepwalking twice, eating food, working over the papyrus scroll. Like there was a lot of personal stuff there that didn't really didn't mean anything in the end of the book. Mm. It's very, very, very kind of trickle of like what what these characters yeah. are thinking and how they progress their yeah. uh, their their opinions on each other. Yeah. Because I think the writer probably didn't want to write Bangladesh. <laughs> no, most likely not. <laughs> and it's it was, really it was still interesting. It yeah. just didn't push things forward particularly fast. Um, but yeah, 
there's also the weird freak out Elizabeth has when uh, Hesha destroys the Banu Hakim assassin. Uh, well, not weird freak out, I guess, but it's like I, 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 that whole scene is super vague. Which bit? They they track down. So basically, by the time of the Uyghur nightmares, this is something we kind of just brushed over earlier. She starts having these visions, right? And she becomes like she replaces. Actually, this is good. She this is a good symbolism. She replaces the the thing that he uses to trace paths because he has this tool, right, that drops. Oh, he sand. has a really cool ability. Yeah. Yeah. To 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 trace where he's supposed to go. He uses that, and Set kind of goes through it. She replaces that tool. And guides him through Bangladesh. And he just lets her lead him. And under the pretenses that they're out window shopping, right? But in reality, she leads him to the Banu Hakim or Asamite assassin, which he promptly completely destroys. Tortures quite a bit, like shoots the jaw off and like does a whole bunch of pretty gnarly shit too. And then tears out the tongue. It's like... Those scenes were so weird to follow, like after having read the Gangrel book, which I never had any trouble following. Mm -hmm. So I think the prose kind of got wrapped up in itself a little bit around those parts. But it, I think that's like 200. A lot of stuff happened in the last 70 pages. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot got crammed in there. Yeah. Um, so I have some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, is Hesha seventh generation, or is he tenth generation? Because I seventh, I haven't looked him up, but I was trying to figure out as much as I could ab about him through the book. He's seventh generation, I'm pretty sure, which also yeah. means he should be feeling the beckoning. Just, just saying. Mm. Yep. Name dropping that our show. That yeah, I mean that's that's like a really new thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I never. I didn't, I didn't mean that he should have felt it in the book. I, I mean, in, yeah. in in the new like latest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, probably. Unless set isn't real and the ministry don't <laughs> care about that. No. Who knows? Who knows? Um. Um. I I I, I don't think I got any real justice for Vagel in this, which I was no. hoping for. No. I didn't expect it. I was just hoping for it. Yeah. Um, but can anyone remember the scene where Dr. Ketteridge arrives? Because all, all I've got in my notes is Dr. Ketteridge arrives in tense antiquing. Yeah, he yelled. <laughs> like, was he... He yells at them and he's like, how do you know about this eye? Who are you working for? Like, he's super upset That's and they're it. like, dude, chill. He approaches and this is a Wendy's. Elizabeth, right? Yeah, this is a Wendy's. Please relax. <laughs> he approaches Elizabeth, I think. Um, privately? Does he call her? I really don't like her. I can't remember exactly what happens, but there is the bit in the actual uh, antique shop. Oh, yeah. Where he's like hurriedly running around and then shouts at them. Yeah, that's the first time he meets them. Yeah. And because I know I don't I don't know if he calls Elizabeth, but he does have a call in a train station with mm -hmm. Hesha. And Hesha's like, actually, I'd rather ha you have the 
eye that I'm bead I'm looking for than whoever else is looking for it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and he tells him where the person who tried to buy it off him lived. Mm. And Hesher's like, oh, I know who that is. But we don't know who that no, is. No, we don't know, no. And it'll probably be no one, and we won't find out. It'll probably be someone introduced in 30 pages and then killed off, to be honest. Yep. Yes. We'll follow them as they wake up. They'll do their nightly rituals of shaving their beard and be like, what am I going to do tonight? And then Abana Hakim will stab them and drain them. Banu Hakim make out good in these books. They're, they're very they much the Duzix Machina of this book series so far. When in doubt, drop a Banu Hakim yeah. and just remove the problem character. Except for one. <laughs> Everyone's favorite, Parmesan. <laughs> I yes. can't wait for him to come back. Yeah, I want to see what happens to him. Uh, at this point, we're four, bu- four books in? Four yeah, this is the fourth in. book, yeah. I am so intrigued to see how we're going to have new characters introduced but also all the old characters introduced there are and, like, so many characters this. josh there's so many characters it's fine the banu hakim will kill them yeah, i'm not yeah, worried yeah. about how many characters there are i mean we we yeah, barely yeah. met ashling yet Sur- Surridge. Sturridge? Sturridge? oh yeah we'll meet him for uh, a tiny bit Ashen and then Sturridge, i think in come the banu no, hakim. No, no. she'll be around I'm assuming Bummer. Yeah, she's right. in the shadows. Uh, I mean, she's in Coders of New York amongst other games, so she's been around lately. Well, um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, she won't yeah. have died. No. Much. Unless <gasps> she, everyone just casually missed how she was killed and replaced in this book series because nobody finished it. Oh, yeah. And, and maybe it was um, maybe it was Sasha Vykos who oh, yeah. transformed Abano Hakim into her. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Honestly, uh, that would be kind of amazing. Yeah. Terrible, but amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And she's yeah, secretly sorry. a canon character forever. Oh my God. Yeah. At a certain point, you just have to accept that your series kind of sucks. <laughs> I, I think. And just have all sorts of fun with it. Um, I mean, certainly have that. We're roughly a third through. There's 13 books. We're done with our fourth. I think we should keep going. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's too late now. We started this. We need to finish it. Or how do you say we go back and read the trilogy about the blood plague that apparently was a thing? (laughs) No, let's not. It was written by the same person that did Gangrel, though, right? That's true. That's true. They were apparently good, and also all their relatives died or something, so... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. In in the about the author thing. Oh, no. Yeah, well, yeah, that was the... the, Oh, yeah, they like the world's most intense about the mom shot his dad or something? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. The, no, um, sorry. I don't know if you're mistaken or I'm not understanding this properly. Kathleen Ryan, her first fiction was a mage book. Uh, mm. It's a it's so in the older uh in the older World of Darkness books, every book would start with this short story, right? And mm-hmm. she wrote a short story introduction to Mage, but her first published oh, it's novel. In the actual, it's in first oh. edition Mage. Yeah, oh. yeah. So she's been around for this a while. This is her first, yeah. first. Yeah, okay. I didn't read the whole thing. It's her first novel length published work. So that's good. Yeah. It's really good for, for a first novel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. And like, if we're going to rank the four books we've read, I, I, would, I think we all agree that Gangrel is Gangrel up, up here, then right? this one, yeah. then Zimitsi, um, and then Torador. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if Ventru is worse than Torador. That's what I'm interested in finding out. 
Again, if you change the Tamichi uh, setting, I don't yeah. think it would be as fun. No. Yeah. No, it's true. No, I'm, I am genuinely excited to see interesting new ways that these books can be bad. Yeah. In, in agreed. Coming because no one that I have talked to has said, "Oh, you know, this one stands out." It's like Gangrel and Setai are decent, and then everyone's like, oh, "I don't." Know. Yeah. The others or that one don't don't. So this is going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited. Absolutely. And the yeah. new For, lows that we could plumb. <laughs> For me, the best part is this is the last book I actually read uh, back when I was reading them. Adventure book. I oh, never so we're in new territory. Yeah. For me, this is completely unknown. I mean, again, I know the, the major story beats, unfortunately, but I haven't read them. This is going to be fun. I can't wait to read more about that stuff happening with the eye. <laughs> yeah. It's... Okay. So... Uh, Let's go back to the eye for a second, because we talked a little bit briefly about Leopold, right? They find mm -hmm. Leopold lying in the cave without the eye. Presumably without the eye. That's what I gathered from it. Did they put it. it in a Ziploc bag? I think so. Ketridge put it in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> I, great imagery. I was so confused. In that entire part, I I I I skim read over that bit, so I was like, okay, so they've got no Ketteridge has the eye, they have the Apparently, eye. Someone died, Ron yeah. died, and then they stake Hesher, and then they leave Hesher and the eye in a Ziploc yeah. bag out for the sun. No, I think Ketteridge still has the eye. Maybe. Unless Hesha's like I, because Hesha does reveal in the end, like, ha, I literally built Ketridge. All his exploits, I arranged all his visas and passports. That was me. All the money, the funding for his research, that was me secretly, just to fuck with him. So, <laughs> I mean, he literally says that, right? Because mm -hmm. he can't wait yeah. to see when he's judged in front of uh, uh, Osiris. Osi Osiris? Yeah. Yeah, Osiris. Yeah, Osiris, Osiris got yeah. the dead. When the Osiris goes, so what's your relationship to Hesha? And Ketrich's like, I don't know that guy. It's like, but you do. Uh, so I, th I, thought that was I thought that was fun and good. It was a good twist to it. Mm. If we had had more time to get invested in Ketridge. Yeah, it wasn't particularly impactful. It was like, no, yeah, no. I, Maybe I if Elizabeth had been built up her entire thing, but that would have also undermined a lot of her achievements, which would have yes. made her a worse yeah. character. So. No, yeah. uh, well, so, explain to me the ending, the the bit where Leo is there without the eye, right? But they have the eye, and then they leave it. So, so they find out. Basically, uh, they're going to head back to America with uh, Khalil, the Ravnos. Khalil says, "Oh, the eye you want, it's in Chicago. He wants to go to Chicago." Um, then Hesh's people know that the eye is not actually in Chicago or Hesha himself knows because he's got the red bead I, I don't know how he got that red bead but he knows it's in upstate New York which is where you know Leopold killed off a bunch of gangrel and uh, uh, where the whole gangrel book happened so they mm. head there everyone heads there including uh, Elizabeth and Amanda I want to say his no no the, the, Janet the, the, yeah, the person who's going to take over 
Thompson's job, basically. Oh, yeah, some rando. Yeah, we get no interaction with her at all. Like, she and Elizabeth walk walk next to each other. They don't even talk, so nothing happens there. Um, They go into the caves. There's, as far as I can tell, no signs of the lava volcanoes that was shooting up with the ground. Uh, They explore the caves for a bit. They find this decrepit little weirdo with a huge eye socket that's dripping goo. Everyone's favorite, Leopold, because he's got to be in every book, right? Um, <laughs> and, and and there's a bunch of sludge that's ripped on the floor. Thompson's like, oh, I know, kind of know where this is probably, and brings Elizabeth with him. Except I don't think he actually knows where the eye is. I think he's bringing her with him to tell her not to believe in Hesha. Mm, I think. And then that decision is kind of taken away from him because the deus ex uh, stake to the heart. And... Um, that happens and catch is like i got the eye because the eye is missing we don't know where it is we don't know what happened to it i think it's said that he's got the eye um hesha gets staked by ketridge because he's called in by elizabeth elizabeth escapes to her apartment in new york it's like oh thank god everything is over hesha comes to her apartment embraces her leaves her to die in the sun Khalil saves her last minute Mm. very yeah, disjointed the, the random Ravnos that we've not really yeah. heard yeah. anything about but he's he, nefarious he is the signature character for the Ravnos so this was his so introduction assuming... I believe I don't think he's in the Ravnos revised clan book which okay. I think was released after actually but I'm assuming he's going to be a protagonist one of many for the Ravnos book yeah I think I think so let which me see when he was introduced actually like seven or eight Ravana. Ravanas is eight. He also has the best. Really far away. Yeah, he also has the best illustration because all these all these covers are also the chapter illustrations for revised edition, and Khalil's is really really nicely done. I like it a lot. He's also undergone quite a lot of design changes. Yeah, he's only mentioned in the revised clan book of Ravnos, which was released in two thousand one. And he's in the clan book of Ravnos, which I presume was released earlier. So mm. he's probably also mentioned once or twice in the revised score book. They like to use yeah. their signature characters for examples for rules. So that's yeah. probably where he shows up. Fair enough. Um, okay. So we're assuming that Hesha has the eye. I think because they, so. they were like, we'll leave these here and nothing will go wrong. Yeah. Job done. See, this is where I'm confused because of reasons that I cannot divulge because that would be spoilery. Fair enough. But yeah, it's very left very vague because, again, Hesha doesn't actually get staked into Torpor. No. So he, it would be no. Dead. Yeah, so it would be no problem for him to get the eye. Leopold isn't dead he's in torpor i presume oh god he's not dead no i don't think he's ever described as being if he was dead he would have rotted away into dust so he's still there can someone please get rid of him but he's got he's got an arc he's on a hero's journey he's a dick yeah i'm sure i can find whatever upstate new york cave He's in. It's not like New oh, York is Harry, fucking gigantic or anything. He's probably around here somewhere. <laughs> well, you know the rough location of the park. I'm sure there's huge natural caves there. I have yeah. no idea. Hey, Jane, do I have any spare wood in here to make steaks? Mm, I mean, you do have an axe in the park. 
That is true. My car is full of gardening supplies from the job I had over the summer, which include axes, machetes. Don't you also have a uh, bed? Also, I have a silver bridge. It's all made of metal, and it belongs to the college, and they will charge me out the ass if I damage it. Oh, oh, right, right. (laughs) Like, if... I remember freshman year, they had on the wall, like, if you damage this shit, here's what we'll charge you. It was like this the oh piece of shit wooden chair we had. They're like $400. Basically, it's just don't break their shit. It's not hard to do. All this stuff is durable as hell. Like, oh, that's good. Although there was one kid in, on my floor who got very drunk and <laughs> destroyed his entire room. College. College. <laughs> Never went to something like that, so I wouldn't know. Huh? Are we going on a road trip to kill Grandpa? Yeah, we're going to find Leopold. Gonna go fuck him up. <laughs> My girlfriend's tagged along. You're more than welcome. Cool. We'll make a coterie out of it. We'll pick up Hell yeah. the way. Yeah. Come come to New York. Uh, come to upstate New York. We can go rove through the woods and we'll probably find more meth labs than we do vampires. But, Interesting. You know, that's <laughs> would the uh, would the leaves be turning red at this point or is it too early? Um not yet. I'd give them maybe two, three more weeks. But around here, like, out my apartment, we have this incredible view. Out here, especially up here in Saratoga Springs area, the valley. we got a day. It is, when the leaves change, one of the most beautiful places on earth. Oh, that sounds cool. I'm genuinely jealous. There's not uh, a grand amount of greenery around here. And my garden just has has evergreens in it. I'll take some photos and drop them in the Discord when it happens. Yeah, please do. But, right. uh, and then we can finally understand what it's like to be a gangrel in the forest. Yes. Yep. Being a gangrel up here would not be a bad gig. I think technically, are we even allowed to travel to America at this point? No. I'm, don't. Fa- I'm fairly sure. No, no. If you're, country, if you're allowed, like, you're not don't allowed. come. Yeah, don't, Do don't not go. come here. No. It is a risk. Yeah, it's a huge... I've been following the numbers. John, Johns Hopkins is a very terrible website yeah. to start every morning i had this obsession where i go in and check the numbers every morning yeah it's not I, healthy I, I i was back when it was like really fucking over the area i was living in yeah. like in connecticut new york and there were you know dozen well in my town yeah. a few dozen people dying every day and in new york a few hundred um i was following it but now i'm just i'm worn out yeah. you know no that's just new york and connecticut have it mostly under well connecticut has it mostly under control i don't know about new york um but where it's really hitting is the south and the midwest. Yeah, yeah. And it is... and, and I can't believe in March. I was like, hmm, I wonder if I should order a flight ticket in September to the night in question or if I should wait. And uh, in, in April, I was like, I'm not going to go. Despite having access to resources that any other country on Earth could do incredible things with, America manages to mismanage them resources so horribly. Capital. They've got at both. Least America has in, yeah, practically in unlimited rest. natural resources yeah. within its borders alone. Not to mention the countless third world countries that it extracts them from. Hey, hey, Josh, can we get political on your channel? <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. I, I do it. No. But like, yeah, uh, it's, it's. I, I don't think it's controversial to say that. It's, it's bad. We fucked this one up. Yeah. 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 Whatever yeah. vampire overlords are like. Ah, uh, yes, we will give them all coronavirus. You fucked yourselves over as yeah, well. Yeah. The blood curse. Numpties. Yeah. It's, um, it's, why you, it's why you want to keep real world away from vampires. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, so that's a thing I've been thinking about mm-hmm. recently. You can't set... I can't set any of my um, vampire stories that I'm STing in 2020... <laughs> I can't, I can't you do can. it. You can. You can just say that a, corona is not a thing. 
I could you do could. that. It yeah. is a fantasy world. Yeah. But simultaneously, um, I don't want to even approach that because it's it's a little bit insensitive. Yeah. Given a, like the amount of suffering it's causing, yeah. like it's. I mean, a, it's it's an escape from reality. Yeah. It's an escape from reality. It's like World of Darkness is a dark reflection of the real yeah. world. It doesn't have to be like unpleasant for the people no. yeah. playing it, though. Um, yeah, I'm really I mean, lucky. I, I, I run Stockholm by night. I just went. Well, mm-hmm. we're, we're not going to have Corona. We're not going to talk about the current political situation. Everything is good in human land. We don't need to worry about that. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm that's lucky why because it's, it's, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think that's why it's probably more appropriate to describe Vampire and World of Darkness as a dark fantasy. Yeah. Yes. Now, because there's just things you don't want to include. Yeah, now. absolutely. Yeah, I'm lucky because the my players for Saratoga by Night in season one, they went back, they turned back, but they, they did some bullshit and managed to reverse time oh. and go back. Are they vampires? To- they are vampires. It's a long story. <laughs> it's all available uh, on all podcast platforms. Um, that yeah, it um, they managed to turn back time to go back and basically prevent the clusterfuck that they caused. <laughs> um, and so, lucky for me, the whole chronicle for season three is taking place pre-coronavirus. Of course, honestly. The whole Chronicle for season three is still going to be um, as chaotic and disastrous, regardless of ca- uh, coronavirus, because the first thing that happened when my Sabat pack stepped foot in, Sar- in Saratoga Springs was one of our members, Banu Hakim, literally just shot someone. Then they got in a shootout with the police. Wait, because wait, they were wait, told. Wait, he- Harry, hold on. A, a player, a player in a campaign just arrived somewhere and then just shot someone? Well, let me explain. They were told. It sounds familiar to me. Yeah, I. Oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> that sounds like someone who just arrived and shot someone in another chronicle. Yeah, I, 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 I may have done that a few times, to be fair. Although the first person I did shoot in Littlebrook. Uh, oh, wait, no. The first person I shot in Littlebrook was myself. Not literally myself, my fetch. The second yeah. person I shot was Kitsu. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were given an order. Here's your target. Kill him and make an example. We want to cause panic among the uh, the establishment in Saratoga Springs. And by cause panic, I guess one of my players thought that meant just cause total mayhem for everybody, not Ooh. just the kindred. And <laughs> so it went well. It was a fun session, but I had a mini heart attack. I mean... <laughs> I mean, there's players can get up to all kinds of crazy stuff. I just had a Banu Hakim. You know this of all people. Yeah, run games I just had a Banu Hakim in one of my chronicles literally go, oh, this guy's going to die. I'll embrace him so we can interrogate him and then deal with him. It's like, okay, that's, uh, that's going to give you two stains. I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I've had this recently where I'm like, okay, so this is your first vampire game. We're going to ease into it, and here's some dark, naughty things the vampires are doing. I'm going to tear everyone's head off! <laughs> like, the players are oh worse boy. than the storytellers. Oh boy. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... Uh, it's all good fun. Uh, oh, it really is. It's great. Um, Two of my players had hunger frenzies in the first session because they used so many disciplines despite me warning them, like, you're gonna frenzy. <laughs> That's fair. That's, I love frenzies. Uh, one of them had a hunger frenzy in a hospital emergency room waiting room. <laughs> that, uh, they just yeah. started eating people. That's uh, that's a beast for you. 
Yeah, my organivore gangrel ate somebody, um, the, ate the person's heart who they shot. Um, they're certainly a Sabbat pack. That's... If, if not in name, it. then in spirit. Yes. No, they are in name. Oh, okay, well... <laughs> and in spirit. Oh, you know, maybe you should start out by saying they're Sabbat before you go on about Oh, yeah, I forgot they... to mention they're literally, like... Sabat jihadist. Yeah, because like, then get then it kind of puts. It I in have a my other context. coterie. You see, I'm running two coteries. I'm doing one. I'm doing one every. So Sabat pack, normal coterie, Sabat pack, normal coterie. Every other week. Normal coterie yeah. is on strict orders to not listen to the odd numbered episodes of the podcast. So they, so I'm keeping them in the dark. Yeah. About the Sabat pack. Oh wow. Yeah, you you're I know Jane's in Jane's in the normal coterie, so she knows, but she's on oh, orders wow. to tell nobody. <laughs> Cruel. Turn off the podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, but to get back to the topic of back on oh, topic yeah. of the book. We got more... Yeah, yeah. This is the issue, though. Uh, this is like genuinely, I think, the issue of this book is that it's not terrible enough that we can just shit on it for two hours. No. But it's not good enough that we can, like talk about its merits for two hours. You no. know, mm. it's one. It's so middling that like, what do you do? I it feel is... like we've said so much of what there is to be said. And I, we obviously, because we're doing an entire book series organized by and for the same like group, we're going to keep on coming back to this. Like this book is competently written; it makes sense. And the thing, the one main thing that mars it is the insertion of metaplot stuff yeah. to push forward this <laughs> series, which the mysteries between are, are so obfuscated it's like a storyteller that's like i have secrets and the player's like are you going to tell us the secrets and the, the storyteller's like yeah the secrets are over there but they are protected by ten thousand year old vampires who are all sixth generation and you can't see what they're doing and i'm going to roll dice behind the the gm screen and oh uh, something interesting happened and your players are like, mm, I bet. Yep. Exact. That's exactly right. I, I agree with you that it's it's very much like there. It's it's a book that's suffering from being part of this anthology of books a lot. If you want to, if you want to compare, like we talked a lot about the arc of the Gangrel book that Ramona grew, that she learned about herself, and that she was a different person by the end of it. I mm. think the. One of the biggest problems is that one of the characters who can't... Like, there's three main characters, I'd argue. There's Hesha, there's Thompson, and there's Elizabeth. Hesha definitely uh, grows... Like, Hesha, I guess, gets more callous, although we don't really see that... Like, well, yeah, he makes a decision to kind of kill Elizabeth. I think that shows that he's he's been tested. He realizes that he cares... Even if he cares a little, he cares too much. Yeah. You have Thompson, who instead of going through with things, rather dies. Although that choice is really taken away from him, because if you got a, if you got a thing through your chest, you're not going to belong for this world. Um, and then there's Elizabeth, who doesn't have the option of choice really in the end, because like yeah, she escapes from Hesha, but he finds her and he turns her into a vampire, regardless of what she wants, and she's going to die. Hopefully, if she returns in a later book, we'll see how this may have changed her as a person. But I, I do feel a little bit like there wasn't a whole lot of 
personal choice ever made by yeah. Elizabeth in this book. She very much felt like she was along for the ride. A lot of stuff that she could have made decisions about were kind of flimsy. Like the red flags uh, yeah, yeah. situation where she was manipulated. So she, she yeah. felt very much like a vehicle for the reader who mm. didn't have a lot of personal stakes in anything. Um, and finally, she makes a decision. No, she doesn't even decide to run. Ketridge is basically like, I'm going to stake Hesha, and then you got to go. She's like, okay, and she leaves. So, like, in that yeah. sense, I don't think she was very strong as a narrative character, and I don't even think the author knew what to do with her in Bangladesh. So, uh, not as strong as Gangrel, uh, unfortunately. Mm. But still way stronger than than Parmesan and his, oh, I'm weak. <laughs> I, I, I sort of love him though. Yeah, He's same like, way you love Leopold. Puppy. You love to hate him. Yeah. yeah no, I mostly hate him. Yeah. I every time Leopold is on, I'm like, what kind of crazy hijinks is this kind of guy gonna get up to now? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I've been thinking about this book series, and I realize I kind of do love this book series, but only because I'm able to talk shit about it for oh. two hours oh. every month. If we didn't like, get I, to do this podcast, I would not read this. No, and like I would not read them. I would write them off as terrible because they are like this. You, like th yeah. these are the type of it's like one of the, it's like a Neil Breen. Well, no, Neil Breen films. Are Neil Breen is that's a little harsh. No, 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 no. Because Neil Breen is the master of unintentional comedy, and his movies uh, are fair. some of the worst things you'll ever see, but are hilarious, especially with a few drinks. I, I will still say these books are not Neil Breen level. They're no, they're not good enough to be Neil Breen quality. Um, because Neil Breen, look, it's one of those things. Neil Breen, it's like a Stack Overflow era with like you know how Gandhi and Civilization would nuke you once you oh, got yeah, democracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his aggression score was at uh, was at one, which is the lowest. Yeah. And he would get a minus two when he took democracy, which would put it all the way back around to 256 so that he would nuke everything. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Neil Breen movies are at like a zero or at like a negative one for quality. Who's Neil Breen? <sighs> that's Gosh. a whole box of That's a whole can of worms. Have I, have I accidentally? He, he, uh, he, I, I, would say, I would say the best introduction you could get to Neil Breen would be to watch Red Litter Media's Best of the Worst about Neil Breen, because that will give you the filter of normalcy and analysis. He is a multi-millionaire real estate agent and developer from Las Vegas who has styled himself as a director and also an is actor. Is this a room situation? Uh, this Very is, much so, I, I, but he's made like five Red, movies. Red Litter Media one. have a theory that this is very, very much a very convoluted, complex uh, scam. Not not scam, but that he's. Oh, is it like tax evasion? He puts oh, money into films. But, but like he at at one level he's aware of how ridiculous this is, but he's just playing it completely straight. But then you have people okay. like, like like if you look at the room, Tommy Wiseau knows the room is garbage by now. Yeah, he's but the room was one hundred percent some kind of embezzlement thing because they yeah. spent millions yeah. on that. But movie, Tom, Tommy Wiseau dollars. knows the room is garbage. Yeah, Neil Breen. Doesn't give off that vibe at all, and he's made a lot of movies. Now we're in completely different territory. Yes, uh, my point. My point was that like this is the type of movie that's fun to like sit around and these books are like they're fun to sit around and talk shit about. Yeah. Is is it? Uh, have you seen Dar uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? Uh, I would. Yeah, and that one is satire. Obviously, it's very yeah, yeah. similar. It's, it's a really really bad writer. Super similar. A fictional writer yeah. makes a, a TV series yeah. about a haunted hospital. So good. It's just completely like 
80s trash B-movie stuff. The dubbed guy. uh, Yeah, and like people's heads explode and there's a monkey chasing a man on a bicycle through a forest. But there's this one beautiful line where the writer Garth Marenghi is saying, uh, this is genius because I'm one of the few writers uh, and, oh, he's like, I'm, I'm incredibly original. Um, because I'm one of the few writers you'll have met who's written more books than he's read. <laughs> oh my I god! I dropped and a link to uh, the website like that sometimes. I dropped a link to the website for Neil Breen's most recent uh, film. Neil Breen has released a series Incredible. of instructional videos on how to make movies. Um, <laughs> really? And they're like, I'm buying those. I don't care how much they long, cost. Them. I think. And they're they're just screens, basically really. like this is this scene. The, uh, Neil Breen cannot be described through words. He loves CGI. He has one video. No, where he he's... loves Adobe After Effects oh, yeah, fair and, enough. and green screens. Uh, he has one film where he has an evil clone from space, or is he a robot? I don't remember. Um, he evil clone from I think an evil alien. They're no, they're both aliens, know. and one of them is an evil alien played by him, but with a beard. Yeah, with a beard. Theater audience reviews and comments. 500 people came to a single screening in Chicago. They loved it. Ovations. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, I believe that because review. Neil Breen movies are a really yeah, good yeah, but the thing is, every time Neil Breen is screened, people mock it ferociously. Like the oh, of course. Yeah. But that's why they argue that Neil Breen is actually in on it, that he knows it, but he's doing a deep fake. <laughs> I, I'm an auteur uh, for some reason. <laughs> if he's doing that, then I... He's then genius. I res- I respect him more than any man on yeah. earth. He, yeah. I like, if he's done that, he's the greatest artist in history. I'm going to say Neil Breen is incredible. Neil Breen is Kane. Oh, God. You're exactly right. Oh, yeah. my God. He's too powerful. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I don't think it's fair to call these books the Neil Breen of, of books. But there's a similar, like, I wouldn't call it shot and I, I would There's, call... like, a similar kind of thing where it's fun to talk shit about. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So if you want good vampire stories, there's uh, Walk a Moment uh, Among Us, which I've listened to the first yeah, two, yeah. and I think they're pretty good. Yeah. They're definitely better than these. Yeah. Um, but if you want uh, the room-style uh, nonsense and you want yeah. to see the weird decisions people make and like pick those apart, stick with us, because there are 13 of these and we're only four in. And the and they worst get worse. ones are apparently still to come. This is this is what happens when a company has an IP they know they're selling a lot of, and they're like, "We got to make more stuff. Get it out." Uh, but you, you again, so many the smart decisions to do that. It was the '90s, man. Yep. If you want a really good just vampire fiction in general, Thirty Days a Night, great comic series. Check that out. It, has it mm. very well captures in my opinion a lot of like what vampire the masquerade yeah. can be if done really well and scary the movie also the movie has the scariest movie vampires of any vampires I other than that really not a good like movie but they're no. fucking scary i didn't scary. realize it was a comic yeah it, it was a graphic novel first and it's fucking great the arts and crap you should, should also do a review yeah, of I can... comics speaking of comics the new oh, yeah uh... the winter's teeth yeah yeah oh, i haven't yeah. read them yet I but i'm ordered uh the first one and that should be coming next week yeah. i think and then the second uh comic yeah. is coming out soon oh, yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll i i mean to make a video about I'm that i'm gonna check my local bookstore I'm okay sure chris yeah the character on the front cover of winter's teeth yeah 
with the hair and the glasses, looks a bit like Megan. I'm not looking at it right now. Let me see here. Aren't there like multiple covers for it or something? Um, there's the one, the there's the, the woman with the glass of blood, um, with the sunglasses on. Yeah, the red circular sunglasses. Yeah, the the or the white. Yeah, the white circular sunglasses. Oh yeah, that. Sorry. Uh... Oh, oh that one. one. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that looks like Megan. Good. Yeah. I was looking at the other one with sun, the circular sunglasses. I was like, I don't, I don't see the resemblance at all. But yeah, yeah, I agree. It looks like Megan. But yeah. uh, Chris, yes. if, if if your lo friendly local comic store doesn't carry it, uh, they will order it in. Because I was, I was uh, like, uh, I, I'm Actually, not really, I don't do comics very often unless I, I buy yeah. like a, um, a volume of something. And yeah. I, I just phoned them up. I was like, I would like a subscription to this. And they were like, I've never heard of that. But uh, I guess we'll order in a few because it sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah. James, I grab it now. Is that comfortable? Uh, they do have the, uh, I mean, they have uh, the, no, what are they called? Um, uh, oh, yeah, they do have, no, they have Vampire Hunter D. Never mind. Our great local comic store went out of business and was replaced by a store that only sells beef jerky. <laughs> I think that's an improvement. That a business model. <laughs> it's so I really weird. like beef jerky. It's got to be some money laundering scheme for the mob, Look, right? Half, like half of every store is a money laundering scheme money in this economy. Because who wouldn't run open a store that's only beef jerky? There, there are beef jerky <laughs> delivery boxes. I've seen them advertised on podcasts. We're, we're living Speaking in of, a, yeah, we yeah. should get a sponsor. <laughs> we should. Beef, beef jerky store, Saratoga Springs Beef Jerky Emporium, or whatever it's <laughs> this called. This episode brought to you by Saratoga's Beef Jerky Emporium. If you want jerky, <laughs> it's not what it's called. we'll beef it for you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll beef it for you. If you can eat it, beef we'll jerk Rama. it for you. I think we are that not makes actually sponsored worse, by them. But... Please don't sue No, us. but it's we should be. And beef jerky. I am going to like call it. them every day until they give us money. Look, I, try, I try to get sponsorship from a local coffee shop at one time and not even the funny coffee shops but the actual coffee shops and uh that would that didn't go that well um, i kid you not for saratoga by night i once got offered a hundred dollars to plug some penis pills <laughs> i did not take it look um but i should have gotta make that dough gotta do the hustle oh but the tagline's there for you take these penis pills they'll rouse your blood <laughs> oh my god so I, I feel like at this point we're kind of done with this book. We're off. I think yeah. we're done. We were done an hour ago. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, this was fun. Yeah, yeah this is we great. Were, it was fun. <laughs> we I... got to we'll beef it for you. Yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> we'll... <laughs> we'll beef it for you. <laughs> call, give them a call, Harry. <laughs> See if they will. Change their slogan. Hey, you need any PR <laughs> to an extremely niche uh, tabletop RPG subculture? Oh, my God. Speaking of, uh, like, can we make a thing that we all just scream out? Where's our player's handbook for V five? When we're talking, like, my player's handbook for V five is currently under a like five dollar desk folding. There is table no I player's handbook. Target. It's still there's no words about I it. I not heard any. I don't think it's coming out. No. Oh, I player's just... handbook for V five. I thought you meant like the rule book. I was like, oh, it's no, there. No. And <laughs> it's right there. It was there. supposed <laughs> to come out last fall, I think. No. When are we gonna get Sabat stuff for V five? That's what I want. Mm. There's, I, I, I need to. I, I've been thinking about doing a video where I collate a bunch of V5 Sabat stuff because there's so many drips and drags. It's tiny, tiny little it's bit. Like tiny little. You want to know something really cool that I caught that I don't think has been written down anywhere online? 
as far as I know, at least in any official capacity, there is a little screen in the V5 core rulebook. This is interesting stuff because it completely changed uh, something for me. There is a tiny little pad in the background that is saying, first the elders, then the naughtiest fanatics of the Sabbat went east, following the example of Vikos, the martyr of Cain. What page is this? This is like page, where are we? Page, uh, no, this is from Harker. Uh, this is early up in the book. It's during all this very well-structured uh, and not at all chaotic collection of notes. Um, page... <laughs> oh, yeah, the intro section. Okay. God, it's so hard to navigate. Background? doesn't yeah, even have a page no number, so I don't know. But it, there's Yeah, a little... forget. Don't worry about it. There's, uh, there is a... Of course there is. Uh, v for Vendetta. What's his face? Guy Fox mask and a little smiley on the phone. Oh, okay, perfect. Then I can find that. Yeah, some emulate yeah, the martyrs' that. infiltration and use of local mortal pawns. This is the only mention of Sasha Vigos in all of V5, and Sasha Vigos is described as the martyr of Cain. What the fuck happened to Vigos? Yeah, like, are you gonna be angry if they've killed them? Yes. I, I think I'll have to go into mourning. Yeah. Sasha Vigos is my favorite. Yeah, I, I just like I what a throwaway because because Hesha is also in these early documents. There's a letter from Hesha as well. <coughs> Bless you. Oh yeah, I found it. Yeah. So um, I God. I saw it today because I'm I'm collating information about the uh, about the uh, beckoning. I'm making a video on that. Mm. And, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, I was like, where is, of I, where is that? I don't I don't see it. Is it pre? It is after her letter. Damn. Again, which letter? There are no page so, numbers. You know, it is so page thirty-two is like where it starts labeling page numbers. Yeah, so it's thirty-one. The 30, it's the second twenty-nine. Yeah, page twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Oh, I see it. Yeah, uh, I didn't read all of these because no. there's lots of them. Okay. Some of them, like Victoria Ash's letter, is impossible to decipher. Almost impossible, anyways. Oh yeah, because it's curly writing and yeah, yeah. Okay. Translates really I well into it. small font. That's interesting. Yeah. So, if we'll... they've killed Sasha Vikos, uh, a lot of people are going to be very angry. Oh yeah, I I, I would I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although although um, in one campaign I played, Sasha Vikos turned into a giant like flesh angel and fought the Cathedral of Flesh in New York, which was a pretty cool scene to watch. Mm -hmm. Terrifying for my character, but cool. Yeah. It's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. <laughs> But uh, yeah, players have. Yeah, we don't, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. We have. Uh, we've we've come al along this amazing journey. Um, is there anything anyone wants to plug? Because I know what I want to plug. Uh, Saratoga by night. Harry? Yes, that is what I want to plug. We took a long hiatus from that. Uh, the longest hiatus we ever took from it, and it's back. And I'm really happy it's back. The first session we ran was insane, but so much fun. We had a great time. Definitely tune in. You don't have to awesome. listen to the uh, first two seasons to really know what's going on, because the second season is a Hunter the Vigil Chronicle set in the 1700s, like prior to the American Revolution. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's on all podcast platforms, pretty much. Um, if you can find one that it's not on, tell me, and I'll put it on there. Um, it's, yeah, it's uh, Vampire Chronicle. Tune in. It's just it's so much fun. I'm happy. It, it's, I'm happy it's out. Uh, also, I'm on Twitter, Harry underscore Wyckoff, YouTube, the Salubri Cat, 
Um, I will be making an overlay and then maybe recording Serto by Night from YouTube as well. So, cool, cool. Yeah. Is it on Friendster? I think I've checked. There's Friendster. no Serto by Night on Friendster. There's a social media platform from early 2000 that nobody uses. Oh. Live journal. Friendster. Yeah, Friendster is uh, Friendster's dead. So. Oh no. Friendster. Friendster is taking a break. The redesigned friend. Friendster came through an enduring passion to make a difference over the years. We built a vibrant community. I, I'm sorry, yeah, that was a, that was supposed to be a mean little joke, I, or jab. I, you see, I'd never heard of Friendster. No, so that went over my head. Yeah. I was three years keep, old. I keep forgetting you're Friendster. three months old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's fine. I'm old and balding. However, Saratoga by Night is awesome. Everyone should check it out. Yeah, give it a listen. It's fun. Yeah. Sweet. Great. I have virtually nothing to plug except my own channel. I have been having a decrease in production lately because I'm back in the classroom despite Corona's going up in Stockholm. So that's happening. Love that. Yeah. So uh, I've been dealing with some shit, some, some emotions. I'm not going to divulge too much into that, but I've also been writing a heck of a lot of scripts for uh, Patreon videos. So look forward to some information. I'm making one video about Hesha, very topical. The Beckoning, topical as well. And one about the Red List, which is coming soon. And there will also be a video about... I forgot what it was going to be about, but it's going to be cool. So you're going to love it's it. It's going to be videos. It's going to be videos. There will also be the very first episode of Stockholm by Night, the Chronicle, because one of the groups has now decided that they want to go public with their Chronicle. So it will be the second episode, but it's fine. It starts with like a 10 minute what happened in the last episode. And honestly, this episode, this is where the cool shit happened. They burned down a church. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't, but stuff happens. A church gets burned down. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah. Oh, thank you very much, chat, for that. I, I'm staying safe. I got a mask. I got a mask from by Night Studios. It's great. Oh, that's um, fun. Took two weeks to get here, though. That's less fun, but I got it. And uh, USPS, gotta keep that getting thing alive. destroyed. Getting destroyed, dismantled piece. Who'd have thought the post office would be the last bastion of democracy? Yeah, 2020 is a fucked up year. Yeah. <sighs> Man. But um. Yeah. So that's about me. That's that's the primogen. You can find me on YouTube. I'm on Twitter a lot. Uh, I do stuff. I do lore videos. Yeah, they're good. Check them out. Cool. Uh, I'm Josh. If you're here, you're in the right place. <laughs> Gaming FTL on Twitch. Just press the follow button. Uh, but if you want more vampire stuff, go to Strange Adventures on YouTube, where I make all sorts of update videos on what's going on with Bloodlines 2, for instance, which is really weird. Um, it's a whole drama type thing there. It's very strange. Um, but uh, more importantly, most importantly, you should listen to my vampire podcast, <laughs> which is on almost all platforms, actually. And we are fighting each other. We're competing. We are fighting each other. I it, think is you it not on Friendster. Stitch of Fate is on Friendster. Yes! So take that. <laughs> Stitch of Fate is uh, an incredible new uh, chronicle with. Um, Myself, Little Red Dot, the Bubbernaut, and Mark Mir, voice of Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. So cool. As players, 
in a Mathis Games story told story. Uh, Which is so cool. And they're all wonderful. And I'm having so much fun. And there's two episodes out. And it's just so much fun. I'm playing a Thin Blood, which I've never seen anyone do for more than like 10 minutes. So it's really, really cool. Um, uh, it's We're in New York and we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Great start of a chronicle. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're in New York, yeah, that's 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 going to happen. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, we also have a fourth person who is supposed to be on my left yes. here. Uh, but unfortunately, Huddy wasn't able to join us for this episode. But we're thinking about you, Huddy. We're hoping you're doing okay. Um, a crucial cornerstone of this group, literally, because yes. there's four of us. Um, but also figuratively. I We will have to catch up Huddy on her opinions. Like, give her the first half hour mm-hmm. to tell us about all the things that were wrong about these books. She's yeah. re- she, she's like a reading monster. She goes yeah. through all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but this has been amazing. Thank you, everyone, for uh, discussing with me. And thank you, everyone, for watching. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye-bye, people.